Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Well, it is the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. We lost Colby Cave on Saturday after he was in a medically induced coma for several days following a brain bleed. We talked last night about that incredible scene outside of Battleford, Saskatchewan with all those cars lined up along the highway to welcome Cave's family back to Battleford, Saskatchewan and to show their support as well. Now the Cave family and the Oilers setting up the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. Here's Oilers chairman Bob Nicholson. You know, this is really uh, led by Emily, Colby's uh, wife, uh, that uh, she wants to have uh, a fund under Colby's name for mental health and underprivileged kids to play sport. Uh, so we're looking at all the hockey community, uh, Western Hockey League, NHL, everyone to join with us. Uh, we're looking for people to donate to this um, and really have something that uh, we can do on an annual basis uh, to make a difference uh, in people's lives. That was something that was really important to Colby. He worked a lot uh, in the community, and so we can help uh, kids and individuals with mental health and also get kids to play hockey and other sports. Uh, this would be something that uh, Colby and Emily will be very proud of. And uh, I can tell you that the Edmonton Oilers, along with so many other people in the hockey community, uh, will work uh, many, many hours to make this happen uh, for Colby. And you can get more on that on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Also, some comments Nicholson made today about the possibility of the season if it does resume perhaps even extending into the late summer or maybe even into the fall so they would award the stanley cup and then jump right back into the uh 2020-21 season those are all big what ifs right now as we work our way through this pandemic thanks a lot for tuning in tonight my name is reed wilkins coming to you from a spare bedroom in my house I call it my office because it's where my laptop and some books are, but it's a spare bedroom. But pleased to be able to join you tonight. You can reach out by calling or texting 780-496-0063. You may have seen on social media late last week a, a, a young lady, an Oilers fan by the name of Caitlin, doing an incredible sort of lip sync to some of Jack Michael's play-by-play. Well, Caitlin's going to be on the show at 7.30 tonight, so she's going to tell her story and and why she decided to post those videos. But we're going to dive right in with our weekly guest, former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It's Edmonton native 
Kelly Rudy and Kelly you heard the Bob Nicholson clip about Colby Cave it, it was a week ago we talked when when we yeah. first got the news of unfortunately Colby going into the hospital into the coma I mean it, it it's so tragic uh, Eric Griba who used to play for the Oilers posted yesterday that's the scene with the vehicles outside of Battleford both heartbreaking and heartwarming it's uh man it is tough to process this you're right well said Reed uh so you know, I am not surprised, uh, maybe a little bit surprised by the timing because this uh, fund uh, has started so quickly after losing uh, Colby, but uh, not surprised because all the people involved. But I know most of the people uh, in the Oilers organization, and I know uh, how good people they are, their big hearts, and doing the right thing. And I just love the fact that it's for mental health and underprivileged uh, kids. So nothing really good uh, uh, we can think of right now has come of this but uh, maybe in the future uh, it'll impact lives and it'll be uh, all because of uh, this what I understand to be a phenomenal young man that we lost yeah well said well said and 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 bob nicholson said in that clip his wife emily really wanted to do this uh too so yeah maybe get kids playing whatever sport they want to get into and and they can follow their dreams like colby cave was it was able to to play pro hockey kelly always good to have you on the show uh so there was some uh, other hockey news today as well and a guy who uh i almost forgot about this when the story came out he was briefly an edmonton oiler and I guess technically he wasn't because he only played preseason games. That was Chris Versteeg, who was with the Oilers on a professional tryout contract in the fall of 2016. And then the Flames actually offered him a, uh, a contract during that, that training camp, and he went and signed there. Hasn't played in almost two years, I guess a little over two years because of injuries. Uh, but when he was in his prime, you know, he could put up some pretty good points. Chris Versteeg retiring today. Yeah, you know what? He was sneaky good. I remember that training camp when he played so well for the Oilers and the uh, Flames were able to sign him. And I had met him a bunch of times, and I, I really liked being around him. But until I was with him for basically the two years that he was here for the Flames, he quickly became one of my all-time favorite players to ever be around. And uh, you, you talked about uh, put up some pretty good numbers. He was sneaky good. You know, you look at some of the uh, – the scoring years he had, and I think he was a—he got way more out of his body than he should have. Like he was just an incredibly smart hockey player, really skilled. He didn't get around all that well. He wasn't the fastest guy, and you know, in today's game, you really have to be uh, quick and all that kind of stuff. But he just really understood the game. In fact, that first year in particular that he was here in Calgary, he ran the power play. He, you know, they put him on the flank, and he was just unbelievable at finding the lanes and you know, moving the puck around. It seemed uh, always to the right guy. And, uh, but that's on the ice. But it's the things that I got to learn about him off the ice. He's just such a really nice, genuine person, and he really cares about his teammates. Um, always upbeat. He's, by the way, I think he has the potential to be a phenomenal broadcaster. Reed, I don't know if you know him very well, but uh, in the limited times we had him on our shows, like we used to have him once in a while, a couple of years ago on Flames broadcast. Now, not very often, only three or four times. In fact, one time he was on, 
And uh, the game ends, and I'm in my truck driving home, and I called him, and I said, hey, bud, honestly, if you want to be a broadcaster, you can do it. You're like, you don't need training. You don't need, you know, all that much work. You're you're already at a really high level. And then this year, he joined us on a trade deadline show out of Toronto. And so I think if that's something he'd like to do, uh, I, I think he has a really good career in front of him. Kind of, he's kind of like Kevin Dix, just a natural on the air, very likable good storyteller now the one thing there might be other guys in the league that don't know him off the ice very well and they must hate him because he's a really good he's really good at chirping guys and really clever so that's another aspect to him but yeah he had such a good career really happy for him and uh yeah i i hope one day that we work together on the air yeah, well, that's that's a neat observation, and I'm kind of interested you brought that up because, I mean, I've been around the Oilers obviously a lot uh, for for almost the last decade, and you get a sense. And look, they're almost to a man. They're they're good dealing with the media. Some guys are more comfortable than others. They they might have their their grumpy mm-hmm. days for for sure. But there but there have been a couple of players with the Oilers over the years. I've thought. Man, he would be a good broadcaster. He's well spoken. He's thoughtful. He knows the game. The thing is, I don't think I would ever tell a guy that because I'd be afraid they would think I was trying to suggest that, that their playing days were winding down. That's hilarious. Well, I do have that fear, so don't get me wrong. It's not like I think that I'm uh, so good that uh, somebody can't take my job, but. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, and I don't say this often about some of the guys in the league, but, you know, when when I talked about uh, Versteeg or Bieksa, Mike Camilleri, some of these guys that we've had on our show, they're just excellent because, you know what, they're willing to say something, Reed. So it's not always going to be a popular uh, comment or people might get mad at you, but that's okay. That's what the job is. That's what uh, you have to do. You have to go out there and you have to tell people what you think. Now, you hope that it's not in a mean-spirited way, but you, to be a, a broadcaster and get paid, you've got to go out there and tell people what you really think. And you can do it in a way, in a manner in which it's not hurtful, but you can get your point across and you can evaluate players, and, and that's what uh, you know you have to do if you want a full-time job in this uh, career. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. It's 14 minutes after 7. We're with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Bob Nicholson uh, spoke today. Uh, did a, the Oilers have been doing, well, I guess not the, the all of a sudden everybody yeah. knows what Zoom is. I didn't know what it was, Kelly, until <laughs> three, three <laughs> weeks ago. about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that whoever owns Zoom must all of a sudden be printing their own their own money through right? you know, a lot of companies uh, not being able to to have their businesses going. But Bob Nicholson was on Zoom today, and, and most of it was about Colby Cave and the Colby Cave Fund. I played yeah. that clip off the start of the show, but uh, uh, I, I submitted a question through their their media relations person. Uh, I think um, uh, Mark Spector asked a question about the Holinka Gretzky. We'll get to that, mm-hmm. and there were a couple other questions about. Uh, you know, Bob being the chairman of the team obviously would be in some of the discussions with uh, with other top guys around the league and and Gary Bettman about what's happening and and uh, you know Gary Gary Bettman as he should be I understand he's he's careful that they're considering all options I watched him on Anderson Cooper uh, I guess that was yesterday uh, but you know Bob Nicholson did say today they could finish the season. If if they can get going, they could give out the Stanley Cup in October and have a brief off season, and then go to November to June or into the start of July to have a full season 
uh, next year, and that would make for that would be a really, really short off season for whichever teams uh, went went deep into the playoffs. Now, I don't think it would be a four round best of seven playoffs, yep. but it, it would still be quite a grind, I think. Well, I believe if they get clearance uh, from the medical community that that will happen. I've I fully convinced myself that to, to be prepared that uh, whenever the league, uh, if it is, if it's able to come back, it will do everything in its power to have a uh, Stanley Cup handed out this year and then uh, we'll be full on again going and trying to get to the Stanley Cup handed out next year by the end of June or at some point in July. And, uh, you know, I would be very, very surprised unless uh, there's a second wave of the pandemic and and some unforeseen things happen that we don't have a Stanley Cup final this year. Uh, At least that's how I look at things with my rose-colored glasses on because I just know from talking to a bunch of people in the industry that it seems as though there's a lot of uh, momentum behind it. Uh, the people I talk to, nobody's talking negatively, like it's, there's not a chance. And so for, for that reason and many others, I do think that uh, it's going to look a lot different, but I think still think there's going to be a Stanley Cup handed out this year. Yeah, and, and I, I, I agree. I've, I've heard some stuff that, you know, it seems October is kind of that key date where if somehow they could play, uh, yeah. you know, award the Stanley Cup in October at the latest and, and then and then roll into a new season that, that they could wait that long to, to do it for sure. And, and look, neutral site games, maybe, who knows? I mean, Bettman, he said it to Anderson Cooper. He said it numerous times. Yeah. It's his job to consider absolutely everything, even if it seems... Yeah completely you know like it you may never need to do that it's his job to to consider everything um you know as uh, could could you have imagined playing in an empty rink like as a player do you think you could have zoned in and and locked in the same way boy well these are unusual circumstances so i guess i'd have to find a way to do it but uh, playing in a building uh, with uh, fans, that was extremely important to me. Like that, that gave me the juice to play every night. And there's, there's no question there are times, sometimes, or certain times in a season when you're sitting in the dressing room five minutes before going out for the start of the game and you're not as motivated uh, as you need to be and you know it and you recognize it and my one trick I always used to do to try and sort of spark my brain or or fool it uh, during the national anthem I'd look around in the stands see all the people and I'd think back to when I first played hockey in, in Elmwood at 12 years old and and I used to skate around the rink thinking what if there were people here wouldn't that be cool if there were people watching me play and, and so I'd kind of revert back to being a kid and and get that excitement to, and try and use it as some way to motivate me to, to play better. And, and often, read that worked. So it was something that, you know, it, it's it, if you've never been in a situation like that, it's hard to explain. But to, to imagine you're on the ice and there's 16,000 to 20,000 people there to watch you and your friends and the other team play, that's pretty intoxicating. And it, it, it goes a long way in getting you ready to play a game. Yeah, I just the thing is, Kelly, and and I I don't know if if how how many broadcasters might be allowed to go to a game. Like if there was a game in Rogers Place, if I'd be able to go and sit in the press box, or you know if they right. would just keep that to a limit as well. But I I just can't imagine 
how and I imagine myself sitting in the press box and and we're eight stories above the the ice at Rogers Place, but how it would sound, you know, like you could probably hear the yep. players shouting. The pucks would sound different. And and the one you know, people ask me, well, what what do you miss right now? Uh, and you know, I've been trying to roll with it and not focus on what isn't going on, but what is going on. But when you attend an NHL game live, and anybody knows this who's been in Edmonton or anywhere, that 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 quick build when a goal goes in, like you can almost hear a few people saying, yeah, you know, and then it just becomes a loud roar of, of yelling and clapping. And then the music kicks in and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I can't imagine a goal being scored <laughs> in an empty building. And it's just kind of like the, the, the 20 guys on the team that, <laughs> that scored it celebrating and you don't hear anything else. I know it's going to be unusual, and it may be that way for the entire rest of this season, maybe part of next season as well. But uh, I, I really think that uh, Bettman's going to pull it off, and it will all look different. I mean, you know, for a guy like me, uh, most likely I won't be doing color because I'll, uh, in my world anyways, it seems to me like there won't be any more regular season games, just playoffs. So I'll be based out of Toronto. Uh, I hope, fingers crossed, and calling games off monitors for the guys that do play-by-play in color. And uh, I have been in that situation. It's not ideal, but uh, I've done color a number of times off a monitor, and, you know, you miss a lot. But, uh, you know, everybody's got to find a way to adapt. Kelly, it's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for your thoughts tonight. We will do this again next week. Hopefully uh, everybody in your world continues to be safe and healthy, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Reed. Same to you, bud. That is Kelly Rudy, former NHL goaltender, current broadcaster, joining us on Inside Sports. He is our weekly guest on the show, and we were talking about Christopher Stieg, who uh, retired from the NHL today. I should let you know he is scheduled to join us Friday here on Inside Sports. We're back after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Good to have you tuning in tonight. I mentioned Christopher Stieg is scheduled to join us on Friday. Tomorrow, Ricky Ray at 7.30 on Inside Sports, and we've been introducing you to a few play-by-play guys from across North, uh, North America over the last couple of weeks. We have a couple of uh, NBA guys on the show uh, on uh, Thursday. Steve Rabel, who's the play-by-play voice for the Seattle Seahawks, will be on Inside Sports. That'll be pretty cool. Some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classic Spun with a modern twist. 780-496-0063 is the text line. Brent says, uh, hey, Reed, I love the stories Kelly Rudy tells about growing up in Elmwood. I grew up in Calder, played hockey against Elmwood, but was five years behind Kelly. Brent, appreciate that. Hope all is well with you. Yakushev, 
who's uh, often very humorous on the text line. Not that tone from him tonight. He says the NHL does have to worry about a season, but it's not 1920, it's 2021. This season is done, and we can only hope that coronavirus doesn't come back in waves so next season can start on time. 780-496-0063. Social media sensation Caitlin Pretty. Huge fan of the Edmonton Oilers and apparently a fan of Jack Michaels as well because she did some pretty incredible Jack Michaels lip sync and posted it last week. We'll get the story. We'll get the inspiration when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, well, very happy you're joining us tonight. You can uh, always follow along with whatever's going around in, uh, in the sports world affecting Edmonton and area on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. We have the latest on the Colby Cave Fund there. We have some more on if and when the NHL season could finish and then start the new year. Brad Lauer, head coach of your Edmonton Oil Kings, is uh, up for coach of the year in the Western Hockey League. We had him on the show last night. Always good to catch up with Brad. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, it's at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You may have seen me retweet some video last week and and i just retweeted it again right now and uh, if you go to the oilers page on 630chat.com it it has all the highlights from every oilers game throughout the season so you can listen to great moments like this over and over again benson clogged the zone fed archibald rich hot score and edmonton strikes twice in a span of 28 seconds to turn a 2-1 deficit into a 3-2 lead archibald's eighth of the year and edmonton's on top for the first time this afternoon so you know arch josh archibald had a pretty good game that day also scored in overtime against the carolina hurricanes and that was the uh, the inspiration for our next guest to put some videos up oilers fan caitlin pretty joining us right now on inside sports caitlin welcome to the show you're on with reed how are you doing good how are you <laughs> i'm doing very well it's nice to meet you nice to talk to you thanks for being willing to do the interview uh b- before we get to the to, to the jack michaels uh lip sync or tribute or whatever you want to call it uh t- tell us a little bit about your oilers fandom how long have you been a fan well uh i'm born and raised in edmonton so grew up being an oilers fan obviously there's no place uh like edmonton and obviously um there's you know, being an Oilers fan uh, here in Edmonton, that's my team. So that's what I'm going to cheer for. <laughs> All right. So, that, so that's pretty cool. So this was basically ever as long as back as you being a little kid. They've always been your team and, and who you're passionate about. Oh, yeah. Have you? Do you go to a lot of games? Do you remember, do you remember the first game you ever went to? Uh, first game I ever went to was about, I was in grade five. It was San Jose playing the Oilers, and we lost 3-1, but it was still was the best time. It was obviously Rexall back then, but it was so much fun to go to a game. I guess I go to about a couple games a year. I'm lucky enough to go um, with my dad or with my boyfriend, that with some friends, that sort of thing. So it's always super fun to go to the games, but obviously I'm still tuning in on TV or the radio and watching or hearing the games anyways. Yeah, awesome stuff. So, for, for, and I, you know, look, 
part of the Oilers' recent history, unfortunately, is that is that they haven't been very good. Ten years out of the playoffs, they were in, and then the last two out looked like they were going to be in this year. Has that tested your dedication as a, as a fan all those bad years, or how did you get through it? Well, yeah, the dark years, like we call it for Edmonton Oilers fans. I feel like I'm trying to be a positive person. You know, you watch the game throughout the season and you're like, ah, oh, this is so crappy. Like, why can't we just get a win here? But then you go into the next season and you're hopeful and you're cheering hard and you're hoping the Oilers win. And it didn't really discourage me from watching any of the games. Obviously, when we drafted McDavid, that was super exciting. So even if, you know, the Oilers aren't playing good, you're watching history right there. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, when it comes to you, you mentioned you have a boyfriend and a family that's into hockey. So when you're in, you know, with your boyfriend or with a family member in a group, are you the rational fan or are you the crazy fan? <laughs> uh, I guess I you put me up against my boyfriend. I'm definitely the more rational fan. <laughs> he is, uh, if I could pin anybody as the biggest diehard fan, that would be my boyfriend. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I definitely, I guess, get really excited. But my boyfriend's definitely yelling at the TV. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Caitlin Pretty joining us then on Inside Sports, telling you a little bit about his her history as, uh, as an Oilers fan. Uh, now, just from seeing you on the videos, uh, you don't appear to have been around long enough to remember any of the Stanley Cups. Um, so who is the who's your favorite oiler that you've ever actually seen on a team that you've been following, past or present? Uh, yeah, that's not even a hard one. I really like Maroon. I really like Maroon. I don't know why. I just think he's a big teddy bear. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I the big rig. A lot. I thought he played really good with McDavid, and I I was always really excited. I was a sad day for me. Those were the dark years where Maroon got traded. So. Yeah, had a pretty incredible year when they were in the playoffs. What did he get up to 27, 28 goals? And it uh, was, was a big part of being on that line with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Okay, so you, you did these videos where you're you're calling along to a couple of Jack's most famous calls from this year, the goalie fight and uh, Archibald's overtime goal against Carolina. What inspired you to do those, Caitlin? Well, we obviously watched the game on TV um, when they were, um, you know, broadcasted but you don't hear jack michaels unless you're listening to the radio um necessarily so the next day we heard the sound bite for that game of jack michaels play-by-play and i was it was just so funny i got super amped up it was like you're watching the game all over again and then you know i downloaded tiktok out of boredom because of course most of us are stuck at home and i said to my boyfriend i was like let's make a tiktok and he's like, oh, my goodness, Caitlin, like, we're not making a TikTok. And I just, I was like, no, we got to do that play-by-play. We got to do that play-by-play. And so we played the sound bite, and my boyfriend's like, you're seriously going to do this? And I was like, yeah. So then we put the, on our TV, we put the uh, little clip on the TV, and I just kind of 
recorded the sound bite and started doing the play-by-play and um, started memorizing it in my head and it just came and I, I kind of you know lip-synced with uh, his words and it was actually pretty exciting it was like you were reliving that game and you get this huge excitement hearing Jack Michaels make those calls the way that he did and the way that he does and even if you aren't watching the game or you're just listening in your car and you're hearing him commentate you feel like you're actually at the game so it was just it was something like more positive I know things are a little bit dark and dreary now a little low so I just wanted to have fun I thought it would be a cool video for my friends to laugh at for my family to laugh at so but it turned into a little bit more Well, Caitlin, we have somebody else uh, who's going to hop on the show right now and maybe ask you a couple questions or or comment on the the videos that you made as well. It is the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers, Jack Michaels, checking in with Caitlin tonight. Hey, Jack. Well, the first thing I the first thing I wanted to bring up is I, I and I I don't mean this as a slight. I think Caitlin will find some humor in it. I'm sure it's not the first time she's been mistaken for one. But one of the first things my friend said is, you know, you should call her school and like you know find out if her teacher can bring her to a practice when the when this thing renews. And I said I said I'm pretty sure she's in her twenties, but a whole bunch of my friends. Thought she was like twelve years old. I swear, I I got a I got a huge kick out of it, and I looked at it again. I guess I knew you weren't twelve because you know I clicked whatever because I was like I I don't think you were following me on any social media at the time, so I clicked yours and I saw yeah pictures of you and your boyfriend. But I must have had five or six people reach out and like talk about bringing you to a practice like it was a field trip or something. I would still gladly do that. I cannot believe I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> do you do you ever get do you ever get mistaken for someone much younger? Oh my goodness, I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, twelve is about the youngest, but I'm getting twenty two right now, and I'm a little bit older than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I had put you somewhere somewhere in the mid twenties, early to mid twenties. But anyways, that was that that was one of the funniest things to cut out of this. Is I had a bunch of people, you know, saying maybe you should you know, invite her up to it. the booth like you were a little kid. <laughs> I'm never too old for a field trip. Yeah, no. Yeah, a lot of people mistake Reed for a younger man, too. <laughs> well, that's because of my he behavior, not my appearance. Like table baseball and stuff like that. So he does, <laughs> that's true. He does lead a little kid's life. <laughs> that's very true, actually. <laughs> young at heart. you got to be young at heart. Young at heart, exactly. No, so, I'm Jack, not, would... To be honest with you, Reed, as you know, I'm, I'm not the most adept at social media. So TikTok is something I don't even have on my phone. Uh, I know my wife uses it to spy on the kids because I think they both have it. But I'm not quite quite really uh, familiar with the medium. But I got a huge kick out of it, and I thought she did an awesome job on both of them. Ah, thanks. You're the best. <laughs> Caitlin, what was, was did, were those all done on the first take, or did you maybe record a few of them and, and pick the best one, or were you able to nail it right off? Totally would love to say I nailed it right off the bat, but no, it took about a couple 25 times. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I got to tell you, Caitlin, it's much easier when it just happens naturally. You don't have to think about it. That's the only reason I I hang in there and am able to do it halfway decent because I don't have time to think. If I had time to think about it and time to try to perfect it, uh, I would. I guarantee I'd screw it up. And Reed will tell you, I don't do anything by script. Uh, open closes nothing because uh, it's funny. I can call a game much better than I can read. So that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think when I did these voiceovers, I was like, I was like, kind of. My boyfriend was in the background, kind of like shining his iPhone light in my face, so it looked like I was like watching the TV or at the game and stuff. And we're like sitting up in our little basement suite, and I was like, had the Oilers jersey on, which can be a little bit heavy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm breaking a sweat. How <laughs> well, especially that one game in Raleigh, North Carolina, I, I do believe I was I was fairly drenched by the end of that one. That was a, a long, humid trip. I think that was also uh, Tampa and Florida. So uh, when you're when you're living through the kind of winter we normally do, and you get into that high humidity, you start leaking a bit. So I I, I can feel your pain there. Jack, I'm wondering, because, you know, so many of your calls really stick with people. And and I I think it was either the afternoon show or Jesperson's show a couple years ago. They had a contest for people who could do your overtime call. But, I mean, do people ever come up to you and and try to do you to you or do your, you know, do the voice that, that you use to you as kind of a bit of a tribute or a way to connect with you that they listen? Well, it's nice that you call it a tribute. I don't know whether it's a tribute or flat out making oh, fun sure. of me to my face. But, yeah, I get a lot of that. I get a lot of Oilers Radio Network. I get a lot of, you know, absolutely. I mean, and you know what? All I care about, Reed, even as you know in this business, you can't have a thin skin. Uh, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone loves your show. Uh, but if they're listening, you'll take it. And the, the only thing that I... The only thing that I always want to guard against is apathy. So uh, win or lose, I try to make it an interesting show. I try to bring up some interesting storylines. And you know what? When it's a tight game and it's a good game, Caitlin, I'm just like you. I get wrapped up in it, and I just kind of black out, and whatever comes out comes out. <laughs> I love it. Caitlin, what's besides, I guess, you know, the well, the Oilers t- retweeted you, and they have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers. You're, you're on this show, which has a very loyal listener base of 14 people. What other kind of reaction have you been getting? Like, well, besides the boyfriend, what have some of the loved ones been saying about this? Well, I mean, I actually, before I even posted it on social media, I sent it to, like, my parents and to my boyfriend's parents and his brother, and they got a good laugh out of it and everything, so um, I posted it on Instagram after that, because I thought, oh, my friends will, you know, get a good laugh out of this. My dad's, like, totally... uh, fangirling over me i guess <laughs> he's just like you go you ride this wave and stuff so yeah it's pretty it, it's uh it's fun because my family's gotten a good laugh and everybody's obviously very isolated so it's a way where you know it just connects everybody a little bit they're seeing my face on this little tiktok video i made and starts conversations and laughs and my friends are getting such a good kick out of it so that feels pretty good that everybody's smiling and laughing all right, Caitlin, and I'll, and I'll let you have. You're on with you're on with Jack. You you did the the tribute. So, is there anything before we go you would like to ask Jack about his about his career or calling play by play? Honestly, I 
do you think that you'd ever do on TV broadcasting? <laughs> well, that that would involve me leaving Reed, and I'm not sure I can bring myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so curious as to what your facial expressions look like when you're doing these calls. Well, that's the problem. I'm not sure uh, the Canadian Association of Broadcasters is ready to see my face on TV. So. We'll, we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, Kevin Quinn, as you know, does a great job on the television. But, uh, no, I, I, uh, we, as you can tell, Caitlin, uh, Reed and I, Bob and I, we have a, we have a good thing going. Rob Brown is, is excellent. Uh, and it's, uh, you know what? It's, I'm, I'm glad you were able to pick it up. I'm glad you were able to get a few laughs. And quite frankly, you gave me a, a few laughs. And, and I mean, when I say laughs, I wasn't laughing at you. I thought you did a phenomenal job, even though I don't know really how TikTok works. I thought you did a great job. And uh, you know what? This has not been the easiest week in Oiler country. I think we all know what I'm talking about. And it was a much-needed kind of chuckle on a, on a pretty tough week. Yeah, I'm really, really glad. Thank you. I'm glad you got a laugh out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it- it's excellent. Jack, thanks for checking in. Uh, you're going to be on with me again probably in the next week or two. So thanks, buddy. Hope the family's well. Well, I said I'd come on for Caitlin. I didn't make any promises about coming on the show again. Good point. Don't try to use her as some sort of weird topic. That's the problem I have with Reed, Caitlin. He always suckers me into doing something nice and then tries to slip in a secondary agreement. I agree with nothing on this show. And Caitlin, uh, good for you. Thanks for giving us all something to smile about. Thanks for giving us the the story behind the TikToks and a little bit about your history as an Oilers fan. And uh, I hope to hear you maybe calling into overtime open line or to inside sports someday or your boyfriend, if he ever needs us to calm him down a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Right on. That is Caitlin Pretty on the show tonight. And if uh, if for some reason you haven't seen uh, what she did, I, ju- I just retweeted one on my Twitter account, uh, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Good for her. A lot of energy. A lot, a lot of fun what she did there for sure. It is 7.50 Inside Sports on Chet. Dry settle with Ajo back. Jordan is Archibald. Centering pass Archibald. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Time! Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Good old Weezer. Coming back from break. Great to have Caitlin Pretty on the show. Those TikTok videos are so fun. Jack Michaels hopped on there too. This is Inside Sports on 630. Chad presented this portion of the show by... I was like Yoda there, Kellen. I did that out of order. Did you hear that? (laughs) 
This, <laughs> this show part must. presented by this part of the show is Furnace Family. Experience the difference, Furnace Family of. Your furnace, I'm not going to do the whole thing like Yoda. Your furnace Ooh. replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews, call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Good stuff. The Colby Cave Memorial Fund set up, edmontonoilers.com slash Colby, as the Oilers and Caves family getting that rolling in the wake of his passing on Saturday. Bob Nicholson had a conference call today, Oilers chairman. He talked a little bit about that. He was also asked about... The Halinka Gretzky Cup, that's the under-18 tournament that was supposed to be at Rogers Place in Red Deer from August 3rd to 8th. Well, it is still scheduled for those dates, but we could see it come off the calendar pretty soon. Here's what Nicholson had to say. We've had discussions with Hockey Canada last week. Uh, I have another call with uh, International Ice Hockey uh, later this week. I think we'll be making a decision on that uh, within the next uh, 7 to 10 days. Uh, everyone would like to see the Halenka Gretzky tournament happen, but uh, in fairness, I'd rather see the uh, Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs in the month of August. So those are things that we're working through at the present time. All right, uh, I, I would. I mean, maybe I shouldn't guess, but I, I would think that tournament's probably going to come off the calendar. And I think that the NHL wants to have its rinks available for NHL games in case they are able to play in the summer. Obviously, that's a question mark, but uh, I, I would guess the Holinka gretzky Cup will probably come off the calendar. Nicholson uh, also commented on how deep into the summer or even the fall the 2020 season could extend. Uh, this is certainly something that's not uh, etched in stone, but I know that Gary has uh, talked a lot about, you know, us starting next season, the uh, beginning of November. So, um, you know, we, he's looking at a lot of various options that we could uh, have the this season and the playoffs uh, up till November 1st. Uh, so those scenarios will be worked through uh and when it's safe for us to play, uh, we'll make a decision on what, what is the best method. Well, no doubt Gary Bettman and the NHL and the owners and the Players Association preparing for everything. I'm sure they have a lot of papers scribbled on and typed up with what could we do this? What if this happened? Could we do this? When? Could, then could we do this? And then it sounds certainly like the playoffs even going into October is a definite possibility. All right. Thanks a lot to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio operator this evening. Proud owner of a new video cassette recorder. Some more Ricky Ray, former Edmonton Eskimos quarterback, CFL legend, is scheduled to join us. Remember, we have Global News Hour at 6 from 6 to 7. Inside Sports still with you. We're just a little shorter now as we go through the pandemic. We're with you from 7 to 8 every weeknight. Charles Adler is next. Get more on 630Ched.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.